Hey, this is Robert Gibson of the Rock and Roll Express. When I'm around, I listen to the Double Dropkick Show. Hello again, everybody. This is Lance Russell with Championship Wrestling with another big week. Join us right now. Hey, welcome to the Double Dropkick Show. I'm Heath Mullick. And I'm Mark Whitman. And uh, Mark and I are recording this episode, uh, December 6th, it's a recording day. And we had scheduled today to talk about uh, the life and career of Dynamite Kid. And as we were at lunch, uh, we get the word that Larry Hidnick yeah. has passed away, 82 mm-hmm. years old, father of uh, Kurt Hidnick, Mr. Perfect. And uh, uh, so I wanted to just talk, you know, briefly. I, I, everybody's going to be talking, um, I, I, obviously, and rightly so, about the, these guys. I wanted to get your take, especially on Dynamite Kid, because I know you followed, you know, Japanese wrestling so so much. And I think most of the American audience, they know him from – know him like for me i'd never heard of him uh, until british bulldogs and i back then well, i hadn't either to be fair back no right then, you know well you, yeah we were young but most people know him from that uh the matches with tiger mass what i would it's it was weird to me nowadays when somebody shows up at wwe so much of the audience, because of the internet and so many networks and everything, you know, okay, well, this guy just didn't get to start wrestling. He's wrestled other places. But back in the day, when the British Bulldogs, you just thought they just started that day. It was their first yeah, day, right. and here these they guys, are. Well, I guess somehow these guys made their way from England over here. to. So when pro, you know, Pro Wrestling Illustrated post that they had wrestled against each other, the British Bulldogs, was like, what? When did this happen? Um, what, you got any thoughts? There's on? a lot of old matches if you go back and look, like Bret Hart and and the, against those guys over in Japan and stuff. That that um, that cruiser I don't, junior heavyweight division, yeah, uh, in, in Japan at that time back in the early '80s. But specifically, that match with those matches that Dynamite Kid and Tiger Mask had. And, and I think I said it the other day. I mean. You can't overstate mm. how important they are in the history of professional right. wrestling, man. Right. Every guy mm-hmm. under six foot tall. Every guy yeah. owes a debt of gratitude to to the dynamite kid. That's right. I mean, really, man. He was a guy that he broke a mold yes. in professional wrestling. As being a smaller guy that could compete with heavyweights because he was so intense. Yeah. But but that style of match that he had against Tiger Mask just revolutionized wrestling that led to I mean there's two oh five live now on the WWE network. That cruiserweight division that everybody liked from WCW the Rey Mysterios, the Dean Malenkos, um Eddie Guerrero the Eddie Guerreros, the Chris Jericho's, the Chris Benoit, especially Chris Benoit. Yeah. Um, all influenced by that match. I mean, yeah. that, that match, Lance Storm was talking about that the other day. Yeah. Know, that, I mean, he's 
he was the guy that everybody was watching that was that size that was built like that. And now that's the con- that's the norm. It's when there's a guy like Braun Strowman or um Lars Sullivan that come along, they're the right the 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 whatever you call it now. They're, they're the exception. They're the exception to the rule now. Right. You know, I mean like he cannot be overstated how important Dynamite Kid is to the history of wrestling the way we know it today. And if you only follow WWE, you would not have any recollection. Oh, you wouldn't right. have any knowledge of that. And I think to me Dynamite Kid would thrive, would do better in this day and age because you think of the, because of the size of the competitors back then, because of the, and he's been open about the steroid use and things like that Mm -hmm. because he was trying to be a certain, he could not be himself because of the industry at the time, the perceptions Mm -hmm. in the industry. Today, he would be able to, to do what he did and much more, not put those the harmful things into his body. Right. Um, he's a guy. He like Sabu. Sabu is a guy that doesn't get the credit that he deserves for revolutionizing things like he did. He's another guy. Though both of those guys are. I don't want to say it the right way. It's, it's sad to see the, yeah. the emotional and the physical toll. And the price that they paid with their bodies, yes, for the 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 bank account that they don't have. No, right, right. Both of those guys should be multimillionaires. Yeah, from from wrestling, but they're not due to whatever decisions were made, personal decisions, personal issues, and demons, and and just a very reckless yeah style. Like um, if if I remember yeah. within the Dynamite Kid Tiger Mat, there's a spot. Um, where one's on the apron, one's in the ring, and they suplex out onto the floor. Yeah, and it even seeing it through 2018 eyes. Yeah, it is an incredible spot. Yeah, it's like what it's, in the world? It is dangerous, man. And yeah. it wasn't like today when they, they do stuff like that today. But it's it, they've done so much now, right? That that's not a big deal, man. But in 1982, mm-hmm. to see something like that, and I probably didn't see that match till 96. Was that a 97 tape trading? Right, right. Yeah. It's probably when I finally saw that match. I don't remember the exact year. It's all over the internet now, so right. we'll put a link to it. I posted it the other day oh, yeah. in the patrons group. Uh, oh, that's right. Sorry. I it. it blew my mind when I saw it then, Yeah, and it blew my mind when I watched it yesterday yeah like it it is one of the matches that you could drop in in that time today's time the 90 incredible match redefined what the cruiserweight or junior heavyweight style was and influenced an entire generation i mean it completely changed the wrestling of what wrestling could be and it told it told that match tells a really good story. Their rivalry tells a great story. It's not a match where you're just watching spots for the sake of spots. No. And it doesn't look like they're cooperating with one another, which yeah. is the big thing. And it, with, That yes. is the difference between that and so much stuff today. Everything looks like they may hit a big, ridiculous-looking spot. It's not really ridiculous by today's standards. Right, a lot right. Of those spots. 
everything they were struggling to make it happen. Not like it didn't look like they were cooperating with one another. Right. Right. You know? Now, who was who was Tiger Mask at that time? Soyama, I think is his name. So it wasn't Masawa. No, Masawa was Tiger Mask two. Okay, not, he was. I think he was two. I may be misspeaking. He could have been three, but I'm pretty sure Masawa was Tiger Mask two. Okay. Um, let me double check. Now I want to fact check myself. Um, so you have Dynamite Kid who passes away at age sixty. Very very poor health. Larry Henning. 82. Yeah. Uh, Asawa was too. Um, okay. So he wrestled the other dude. Yes. Yeah, Satoru Sayama. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Larry Hidney, 82 years old, was just at the Cauliflower Alley Club, I believe, earlier this year. Not, mm-hmm. not. I mean, he's 82, right. but did a lot of podcast interviews and things yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. He seemed to be in good shape. And so yeah. you have these. One, two totally different styles. Oh, yeah. Could not be more different. Um, but yet both got over in their, in their own way. And, and Larry Hennig, I didn't, I didn't even know. I got the road. Matter of fact, this dude at WrestleCade was selling this tape. It was, uh, AWA started putting out these all-star wrestling tapes. And on this Road Warriors tape, the main event on there is Road Warriors against Larry and Kurt Hennig. And I'm like, Kurt Hennig's dad? I, first of all, I didn't know who Kurt Hennig was. Right. Because I didn't get AWA. Um, and then you find out, man, Larry Hennig and Harley Race and, like, just his his history in the business. You know, it's funny that you mentioned that tape because you had that tape. Yeah. Because that's the first time I ever saw a Larry Hennig match. Yeah. Was You was watching it in your oh, basement that day. That's and right. The Road Warriors did this spot where they – had somebody tied up in the rope. It was, it was so the first match. Uh, like it's take, still, I haven't seen it since then that I can recall. But I remember this watching it with you because it so was the, so violent. The first match on there is Road Warriors versus Baron Von Roschka and Kurt Hennig. And toward the end, Hennig gets it, it, Kurt Hennig gets tied up in the ropes, and they just start beating him with a with a wooden chair. Right, and he is. Gushing blood, uh-huh. and Larry Henning is on commentary, and he right. gets up and he clears the ring. And I remember Road War. You probably remember this: the Road Warriors are leaving. Somebody throws a chair at them. Don't ever do that to the Road Warriors. Mm-hmm. And then that sets up a big match in. Um, I don't think it was the Metrodome. It was the it was the big the big building that AWA ran a lot uh, up there. And so, it, so the the tape was basically this one angle, right? Where they did that off TV, and then this was. And I just remember, I'm, I'm getting off top, but I just remember the commentaries like, uh, "Is this the animal or is this the hawk? <laughs> this is the animal. Oh, this this is hawk. Like, how do you get <laughs> your mugs it, messed man. up, man? You know? But it was they haven't learned the Mark Whitman school of commentary when you. Then you say things like, this man, <laughs> this man right, right here. Right. Um, what, again, two, two totally different um, guys. British Bulldogs should be in the Hall of Fame. Right? Absolutely. Both. I think Hennig is, right? Larry Hennig is. Definitely yeah, Larry. Yeah, yeah. Larry. Is Mr. Yeah, Mr. Perfect went in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Bulldogs should definitely yeah, be. Yeah, absolutely, man. Like, I, why they haven't put them in, which I understand they don't want to put a bunch of people who are deceased in. And, right. And Tom Billington, aside from the character, he burned a lot of bridges. I mean, he he really 
did a lot of damage to his personal relationship. I mean, the most famous story about him is is Jacques Rougeau. Yeah. And him. Kind of, that's one of the more famous stories about him. And they were known to not treat people very well. They roughed up Mick Foley in a, in he, a match. And Dynamite. You can't talk about him and not bring up yeah. some of the stuff that he did. I mean, And he does have a book you can get through high spots. I think it's less than 10 bucks. I haven't read yeah, it yet. Pure Dynamite. Um but it, it's it's all, you know one that that I am uh, definitely wanting to read. Just it was I don't one know of those. About it was one of the first wrestlers' books. To really, write, I think I, I don't. It seems like it was one of the first. One of the and first I, he's got a doc. I might have a documentary on high yeah, spots because I know does, like Jake Manning and guys went over and, and filmed it. Um. Yeah, it's almost like he was twenty years too soon. Hey, that's what they should have called the document. That may be what they called it 20 years too soon. I've heard that somewhere. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Um, for, for somebody listening to the, most people who are listening to this podcast, probably more familiar with Dynamite Kid than they are with Larry Hedning. Yeah. Like you just, I know you are a, a student of the history of wrestling. What are some things, you know, just some, a few tidbits that you would say you see, that made would him say, stand apart. Uh, I'm sorry that 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 made Larry Hennig stand apart in his career. That you know, like what are some of the high points? I'll be honest with you. You've asked me something. I'm not a huge AW. No, me neither. Me you neither. Know, I know who he is. I yeah. think the highlight for me is being Mister Mister Perfect's father. Right. I mean, right. really, is kind of what I know him as. And, um. But I know you can go look for this. I'm sure he did stuff with Nick Bockwinkle and Vern Gagne. And I would just look for that stuff because I'm sure it's great. He but was, I'd, I, I mean, I would be lying if I said he, I was. I don't, I, here's the thing about me. I don't pretend to, to No, be right. I know that, um, you know, he and Harley Race, uh, I can't remember the name yeah, of their tag team. That's when he was Handsome Harley. Handsome Harley. And I, I didn't – because here's the thing. I did – I never – Put Hennig and early seventies, right? I never 60s. put them as contemporaries, you know, right? Because Harley, I saw him somewhat in the eighties, but Hennig was, you know, that one match, pretty right? Much. He was pretty well retired by the time I was watching wrestling, and I've never gone back and I've obviously watched matches that he was involved right. in, but nothing that stands out. Yeah, he uh, again completely different Dynamite Kid. He was. He came through in wrestling when, if Ole Anderson put, he would have yeah. passed the Ole Anderson test. Yes, he would have. And you know, a legitimate tough guy. Mm-hmm. You, you don't get, you don't get the nickname of the Axe. Uh, yeah, uh, by not, by not being uh, a tough guy. Um, but again, like I said this before, it it is. I see a lot of these young guys today. I, I, I'll throw a name out at you. And you you said talked about him on an earlier episode. You got somebody like Cruiser Lewis who still mm-hmm. wrestles uh, just about every weekend, Some, mm-hmm. sometimes every other weekend. And and Cruiser still does great, still gets oh, still gets a great reaction from the crowd. Um, but Cruiser ha- ha- has wrestled a certain style his whole career that has enabled him to have right a lengthy. Career, mm-hmm. so so many of these guys today, uh, you say it all the time. 
once guys get to WWE, their bodies are already breaking down because yeah, they've had to yeah. kill themselves to get to get noticed by WWE, and that's a shame, man. Right. And then you know you just wish, and I think the smart ones do. Daniel Bryan has he's changed his style a yeah. little bit. I mean, he's had to, man. All those guys, people can. We talked about him. The Miz. I mean, he wrestles a safe style, man. Right. Ric Flair wrestled a safe style. Yeah. Ric Flair didn't take a lot of crazy bumps. Or, Basically, the getting thrown off the top rope. That was it. Was about it. And it was a flat back bump. Yeah. Um, so, speaking of injuries, I also find it, and you could find this video on, on YouTube, of all the things that Dynamite Kid did in his career, mm-hmm. his injury has got to be one of the most it. freakish injuries in wrestling history. Yep. Yeah, it's it's like you're you're right. I mean, all these big moves and these big high spots, and he just like stepped and turned wrong. Yeah, he's just he basically jumping over a guy. Yeah, the guy goes. It's a you know drop down. He goes over, and it's like you can you get you can see it. Mm-hmm. Um, I was I know I don't even know what the official injury. Was uh, if that injury had happened today, he probably could have got surgery or therapy or DDP yoga. Yeah, but in eighty, what was that? Eighty six, eighty seven. Like you're just done, man. And it goes back to what we were talking about though with uh, with Becky Lynch, man. Like there's just such a, they're just more cautious now. Even with Daniel Bryan, I mean they were they weren't going to let him get back in the ring if he was going to right if he couldn't get medically cleared. And I, right. you know. I know a lot of times fans don't understand that, and probably Daniel Bryan didn't like it either. I mean, obviously. But, you know, they have a responsibility, I think. It's not independent wrestling. They're a major organization. They're a real company, you know? And they can't afford to have people dying. Right. Or getting put in wheelchairs anymore. Right. That's why the XFL is You can't simultaneously knock them with a list of dead wrestlers. Right. And say, look at this. This is Vince McMahon's fault. And also knock them for making people take a month off when they get a concussion. That's right. That's right. And I, I think the XFL is going to be very interesting to watch mm-hmm. because of the all the emphasis they're putting on player safety and things like that. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. So, um, all right, let me ask you this. Other than Tiger Mask, and this can be a tag team match, what would be, if somebody is not familiar with, with Dynamite Kid, we're obviously putting the Tiger, we want them to watch the Tiger. What are some other matches? that well, you those could, Heart Foundation matches. Man. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. mean, any of that golden era of WWE tag team stuff. They had a real good match with the Rock and Roll. I was going to say that too. Yeah. Um, AWA, I think. It's a a different kind of match. I mean, it's a really good match. It's Uh, like a 40 minute. It's like 35 or 40 minutes. It's a really good match, man. But any of that golden age WWF tag team stuff, you're going to see. God, man. The stuff with the Hart Foundation is just incredible. Right. I mean, those are guys, they all, they train together. They, anytime those guys, Guys like that who are close with one another that can that have the same opinions about the way a match should yeah, be laid out. Yeah, yeah. Um, trained by the same people, just the same sensibilities about stuff. But you go back, 
Not a lot of crazy stuff. Mm-mm. Just good, simple, solid, solid, no holes, no holes in their work. Yeah, matches. Right. Yeah. And, and not only you know they're familiar with each other from Stampede. They're three of them are related. Mm-hmm. But then they're doing that match all around the country. Right. And they rest. They right. wrestle twenty times, and you get to see one of them. Yep. On TV, mm-hmm. and it's just a thing of absolute beauty. Mm-hmm. Um, Hofer asked about this in the Michael Hofer asked about this in the patrons group, and I've always I just want to get your opinion on this. I the WrestleMania two. I remember we always had to wait. Um, you had to wait until Saturday night's main event, and they would show you the highlights of the previous WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. And so they just show the finish. And so the it's the British Bulldogs versus Bruce Beefcake and Greg Valentine, the dream team. Mm-hmm. And the finish is, I think it's Dynamite Kid. He's like waiting for the tag, but he's like standing on the corner. And Davy Boy just throws Greg Valentine into him. They butt heads. Dynamite goes flying, and then they pin him. And win. It was one of the craziest finishes I've like. It just weird. What I just. What do you think about? What have you? Th- <laughs> do you, rem- do you, you remember, remember when? You remember when? Um, it was incredible, man. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I hadn't watched it in a while, so I mean, I like. I would have to go back and watch it to put a thought to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I haven't. I mean, yeah. it just happened yesterday, so it's not like I've. You know. You haven't had a time to review your really entire library of Dynamite I, Kid matches? I haven't. I haven't. I'm glad you mentioned the Rock and Roll Express match because that is one. It's almost like, that happened? I think it's one of those, well, that would have been a dream match. Okay, it happened. Mm-hmm. Man, I wish we could see AJ Styles versus Daniel Bryan. Uh, that happened. <laughs> I wish we could see Daniel Bryan versus Seth Rollins. That happened. Yeah. I wish we could see the Death Dealers versus Larry Henning. <laughs> that happened. <laughs> that happened. Um, so yeah, so um, it's just always. Why does it always seem like it's always multiple wrestlers that pass away? It's. I think it's just like that in life, you know. Yeah, it's always like that. I, yeah. I, so they say sometimes stuff happens in three. So I'm. I'm curious to. I mean, I'm just. I'm interested. We're recording this on uh, Thursday, December the sixth. So uh, we'll we'll see, but. Uh, you know, Larry Henning, you know, had, had a son who had a tremendous career. You know, obviously career and life cut short. His grandson, I guess, is still in WWE. Kind of mm-hmm. not a bad gig if you can get it to you know, get we've paid. Talked, and, we've talked about that a lot, man, when people say they're whatever. These guys are getting paid to travel around and hang out with their buddies. And I mean, I'd swap places with them. Yeah, I mean, can you can you imagine, like, you get there, and I imagine it's disheartening. You show up to Monday Night Raw, and you see you're not on the sheet. And Listen, everybody wants to be Brock Lesnar. Right. I'm sure everybody wants wants their Roman Reigns spot. It's not – everybody's not going to be – you can't have everybody being a top guy. Right. Yeah. But, right. man, if you get to be on TV every week and you, you get to live a good life, you get paid pretty good money, you know. But even if you're not like, even if you go show up to Raw, and you're only on TV once every once a month, think about what it's saving your body. Uh huh. You're not having to take those bumps. You're not having to. 
I don't know. It's just a, that's just a we, uh, different way of looking at it. Yeah, I've never been one to. I mean, I think they misuse people. Don't get right, me wrong. Right. I mean, I think they're people that they could probably get more out of. But everybody can't be the star of the show. You know, you got to have some trapeze. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You got to have the ladies riding the horses. You got to have a monkey. Everybody can't be Han Solo. Somebody's got to be Greedo. Yeah. Yeah, somebody's got to be that guy who looks like he's got built-in headphones on his head from Cloud City. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Not everybody can be Lando. Everybody, you got to have some Jawas. I did see Solo, by the way. Oh, yeah. I finally you, saw Solo. It was great, man. I loved it. I didn't get the hate for it. I, I I'm it. right there with you. Did you, We haven't talked about this. Mm-mm. Have you heard that a lot of the last Jedi hate was Russian propaganda? Like Russian bot? No. Yes. They, a lot of like the anti Last Jedi stuff was stuff was Russian. Uh, in, I don't even know the word, but they were like post. They were they were like, hey, you know how we can really disrupt the country is. Well, it was kind of like a dry run. Well, it makes sense. I mean, well, how does that make you feel? Because most everybody, I like Last Jedi. I liked it. I didn't love it. I'm right there with you. But there are people who like. It was better than the Phantom Menace. There are people who hated The Last Jedi. And I think that hate was fueled by the Russians. Yeah, I think there's a lot of monkey see, monkey do going on. People, well, this is how everybody feels about it. I guess that's, I want to be part of it. Well, let's, let's end with this. We've been talking about some sad stuff. Kevin Smith saw a quote from him. He said, I got to go to the set of episode nine. Mm-hmm. And his quote was, he said, I can't say anything about it. He's like, this movie's going to be great. He said, A.J. Abrams. Was that his, what's his name? J.A. J.J. Abrams. That guy is doing the Lord's work. Like <laughs> Kevin Smith like just put him over and just said, he said, you know, people are going to be satisfied. So I say that. Uh, Aquaman opens in a little over a week. Mm-hmm. Thoughts on Aquaman? Miss Whitman says we're going to see it. That's right. That's right. Uh, did <laughs> you see Jason Momoa? Did so. you see the second Captain Marvel trailer? I did not. I did not. I hear that. Uh, Hofer and I had some good conversations. He's like, I don't want to see this movie. To me, the only I, reason to go see Captain Marvel is due to the ending of Infinity War. You know, she's going to have a major role in Infinity War. And so, therefore, I want to know the backstory of this major character. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if I'll see it or not. But I haven't seen either of the Ant-Mans. I didn't see Ant-Man, Ant-Man and Wasp. I didn't see Doctor Strange. I haven't seen Black Panther. Um, I need to fix that. Black Panther's on Netflix. I've been wanting to watch it. I just haven't had a chance. I think the... Doctor think, Strange is, too. Yeah, I think... Uh, I haven't. I just don't have a desire to. See. I want to see Black Panther. I don't really care about seeing Doctor Strange. It's not a- yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, you're right there. Uh, and then um, the rumor is again, we're recording this December sixth. The rumor is December seventh, Avengers four trailers coming out. Yeah, I heard that. I heard that. I saw Bohemian Rhapsody. It was great. Yes, I loved it. Man. Yes, it I was. I love Queen. So. Was that that was a really good movie? Yeah, I know it wasn't factual. They kept telling me it wasn't factual. I already what? knew that, you know. What? What do you it mean? It wasn't completely factual. A lot of it was, especially the last right. little bit of it was, all of it happened. Yeah. 
Right, but right. It, but the timing didn't right. happen like that. He did not find out he had AIDS until right after long after live. AIDS. Yeah, I, the movie told a great story, and the way yeah, I thought it was really oh, you got a wasp on your headset. I know. Is it on my headset? It's on the headset. All right, it flew away. All right, what is it with these wasp? I don't know, but I don't like it. Well, listen, we're gonna go kill a wasp. <laughs> Bohemian Rhapsody was good. Yeah, it's really good. I it's saw. Really good. What did we go see? I don't know. Oh, the kids went and saw. They went and saw Wreck It Ralph, and I went and saw. What did I go and see? Dad Gummit. I don't know. Oh, I went and saw the new Robin Hood. How was it? It wasn't terrible. But everybody else said it was terrible. There were some things in that movie that uh, there's a scene at the end, as typical in all these kind of medieval movies or whatever, where the people are uprising against the authorities. Right. And I'm going to tell you, you could put a picture of that uprising against some of these riots we're seeing. Uh-huh. Where, like, they... It's the first time I've seen the sheriff of Nottingham's henchmen. Like, they were in 2018 riot gear. Oh, really? They had the shields where it was it was those riot shields. It was the riot helmets. And so when you had them and you had these people coming up with their faces covered and they're throwing the body, it was like, this is kind of eerie. Oh, yeah, man. This is kind of... <laughs> uh, and, and it was very eerie to say... There's very clear, hey, these are the good guys, these are the bad guys. And it's like, I think there was subliminal messaging going on there. I don't think it's subliminal with some of that stuff. Right. Right. But it was not, um, there was some backstory that they added to the to the movie that I really liked. Mm-hmm. And um, and I liked the, the kid that was the, the star of it. I, yeah. I like him. He was in the Kingsman. Yeah. He's playing are, Elton John. And- yeah. So he's... Uh, He's got a good career ahead of him. Yep. Yep. So anyway, you know who's got a good career ahead of them? Us. That's right. Patreon.com slash Double Dropkicks where you can get all the uh, extras. You get there's you got opportunity to get T-shirts. You got opportunity to get a subscription to the SOS Custom Wrestling Network. You get insight. You get a private Facebook group. Mark does not interact with people online except in the patrons' Facebook group. Sometimes. Sometimes. Um you can go to DoubleDropKick.com. You can download all our episodes. You can subscribe in just about every podcast app. We're trying to get on iHeartRadio, which means we're eligible for the iHeartRadio Awards, which nobody, I don't know what those are, but they do them. And uh, we're going to win some awards eventually. It's going to happen. Eventually. Even if I have to create my own awards to award myself an <laughs> award, I will do it. That's right. Because uh, I guess awards are a big thing this time of year. So they say. What do you think is going to win the Oscar for Best Picture? What's nominated? Nothing's yet. They haven't announced the nominees yet. I have no idea, man. I'm sure it'll be some movie that 13 people went and saw. Yes, yes, yes. It won't be anything good. Yeah. It won't be. be, uh, I don't even know what all come out. Star is Born. Saw that. That was a remake. Was it good? I didn't see it. Oh, I'd kind of like to see it. Didn't yeah, I don't know what all is going to – I don't know the big prestige films that came out this year. 
Well, they don't. They again, it's the oh, ten people saw this. Let's nominate it for an Oscar. Yeah, I mean, to me, looking back, like, I mean, there were some good movies, but nothing really. Yeah, nothing stands out to me as being like this great. I think that uh, Remy Malik should probably get nominated for playing Freddie Mercury. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I think yeah. he probably will get nominated for that. But um, I just don't know, man. I have no idea. Yeah. The only thing I care about right now is Aquaman and Star Wars and Infinity War. When does Star Wars come out? In a year, December 2019. Oh, we got a little while then. Yeah, 12 months. Yeah. So that's how that works, a year is yeah, 12 months. I have to tell that to remind thanks myself. For, thanks for clearing that up for me. And uh, listen, if you want coverage of wrestling, young, I mean old wrestling and new wrestling, independent wrestling and corporate wrestling and comic books and Star Wars and politics and – uh, dream theory and music theory and string theory, string theory, conspiracy theories, and things that are cavil to most of the <laughs> public. You listen right here to the Double Drop Kick Show, and as always, I'm Heath Mulligan, uh, and that that comment was cavil, and I'm and I'm Mark Whitman. <laughs> And that's it this week, fans. So long for now.